नमस्ते एज वी नो भक्ति एंड लव आर दी कोर ऑफ दिस योगा शर्मिंदुज योगा विच अनफॉर्चुनेटली मेनी टाइम्स इज टर्न इन टू ए फिलोसफी एज इफ शर्मिंदु इज अ थिंकर एंड इट्स ऑल अबाउट नॉलेज साइलेंसिंग द माइंड दैट्स नॉट मेनी पीपल बिलीव इट टू बी बट इफ यू लुक एट द ड्रिफ्ट ऑफ शर्मिंदुज राइटिंग्स थ्रू आउट एंड ऑफकोर्स द मदर हु इज द वन टू होम द चार्ज हैज बीन गिवेन टू टेक दिस योगा we see the core is self surrender as he says self surrender makes the path uh, shorter uh, trust makes the path easier trust in the divine so core of this yoga self giving self giving is true prayer she says self giving is uh, what makes it smoother and shorter as much as possible so if we see the core of this yoga is bhakti and love but this bhakti and love is far far ahead of whatever we have read about bhakti and love and i am saying this with full responsibility i have seen i have read the ancient scriptures in india including narad bhakti sutra sandil's bhakti sutra uh, which are the two authoritative scriptures and even western if you read some of those uh, saint augustine and other saints who um, christian medieval mystics who had a very psychic bhakti for the divine uh, whichever way they conceived him uh, molana room whose poems on love and bhakti are superb but this is something unprecedented uh, one doesn't find anywhere so actually in future we'll appreciate probably that there is a book if one wants to know one book which gives all the aspects and dimensions every possible angle true bhakti and love for the divine then it is the mother's prayers and meditations it far surpasses anything that one can imagine whether it is sufi mysticism or as i said uh, uh, christian mysticism or indian mysticism bhakti till now and one such prayer that we are going to read today so each prayer reveals some aspect of what is love for the divine and i'll we'll see as we go through may 24th 1914 and there are some very interesting sutras here and there uh, which he speaks of in the previous prayers which we are skipping and uh, i'll come straight to this but one of the one of the prayers one sentence which i want to read ha huh. page uh, this is the prayer of may 16th 1914 i am just going to read one sentence two sentences one is she hears a voice mother is experiencing that she cannot have a regularity of routine there are people who are coming to meet her and all the time she is busy with many things so there is no particular routine that she can you know uh, she is interrupted by people who come for various works and she says she hears the voice uh, it is not by the supreme concentration that thou wilt realize oneness it is by the diffusion in all she gives herself to the entire creation the divine in the creation and the second one she hears is do not revel in the ecstatic contemplation of this union fulfill the mission i have confided to thee on the earth so there are two we can say levels of bhakti one is when we are trying to realize the union with the divine by finding the psychic being but once we have found the psychic being then the then it is the work the diffusion upon earth towards which we should be focused 
the mother reveals this to one of her disciples who goes to the west we'll talk about her maybe in one of the hindi glimpses judith tiber who was named jyoti priya so she said that you know some people because i am uh, i have gone there she had gone because shobindo wanted her to go shobindo asked kapali shastri ji that teach her all that she wants to know she is going to do her work in america she wanted to learn sanskrit and kapali shastri ji said uh, normally i keep a student for 15 years just to teach him prepare him then only i teach you know the vedas shobindo said doesn't matter you teach him whatever you can so within a short period of time he taught her sanskrit the vedas the upanishads and then she went and formed the east west cultural center and very beautifully open to mother totally against hypocrisy almost like kali in her own way that kind of intensity of love lots about her but she asked because people said are this is not mother's work mother's work is you should remain isolated concentrate go within so she wrote to mother mother said my child you have already realized the soul those who have realized the soul their work is this to fulfill this mission upon earth it is for others who have not yet realized they have to go within and realize it the exact letter is something to this effect that those who have already realized that psychic being they have to help others and then she tells her it is by helping others that you will progress on the path and not only that what she says is almost like she is saying you are like a representative uh, of mine in the world she says whenever you meet with a difficulty outside look for it within you so it's almost indicative that her being was being universalized and uh, that state she was in and she asked mother mother i feel so beautiful states inside like in but my outer body you know it aches and pains and all kinds of problems the mother said you were so much in a hurry to come down upon earth to participate in the work that you didn't care about the body's formation so that kind of bhakti so uh, you know there are those who are meant to uh, undertake this of course this the first thing is to realize the divine now here again we see that bhav in this prayer may 24 1914 oh my sweet master let me not be submerged by outer things so what happens when somebody is realize the divine naturally these things uh, normally do not hold one's interest they have no interest no savor for me if i am busy with them it is because it seems to me that such is thy will and the work must be accomplished integrally down to the smallest details in action and in substance so the whole attitude is different first one really cannot take interest in the most mundane outer things material objects etc because one is so much focused inside so much the joy of the ecstatic contemplation of the divine and the divine work that to come out and do these things is to draw the consciousness outwards but yet she says because integrally the the work must be realized in the most outer details therefore i am engaged in it attitude is very different but it is quite enough to turn our attention towards them and infuse thy forces into them as much as possible so here again this work is not just what is seen outwardly but something she is infusing consciousness into the material field we must not allow them to take precedence of the true realities in our consciousness so while we should work there 
and we should infuse consciousness in matter in material objects whatever be the work in handling with matter whether it be food whether it be objects arranging things sweeping the floor that should be the attitude but it should not take so much precedence that we are only thinking about that and preoccupied with that as if roti kapda or makan is the ultimate thing in our life no we should know the difference oh my sweet master i aspire to thee to the knowledge of what thou art to identification with thee she wants to know and become one with the divine in integral way i ask for a love increasing growing ever purer ever vaster ever more intense and i find myself as if submerged in matter is this thy reply he says i want to more and more have a bhakti which is so much more purer and there is no end to it because always there is as we grow the consciousness expands so we will constantly experience the imperfections which come from the outside world that was the whole thing when shurbindra and the mother started the yoga in 1914 itself mother says get the question was whether we should go ahead and realize and then come back into the world or we carry the world together and shurbindu said no you have to carry the world together because as we grow we universalize and we start including the problems of others into us start taking it it's natural and the mother says yes and life responded because people began to come and slowly the work and the merger they proceeded together the individual and the collective sadhana so she says that the more i want bhakti to grow more and more love to grow more and more purer vaster and ever more intense but i see that i am preoccupied with everything which is material or of outer life but how she heals the antagonism normally we have the material life and spiritual life in traditional bhakti the bhakta is busy in the ecstatic contemplation of the lord and only those things he likes or admits or accepts which help him in that contemplation the rest he discards as meaningless as um, we we speak about mira but mira abandons everything for the sake of her joy of love for the divine and we think that this is the height of bhakti but there is a still greater height a height beyond height and this she is going to reveal to us as thou has thyself chosen to be submerged in matter so as to awaken it little by little to consciousness is this the result of a more perfect identification with thee <laughs> not an escape from life not a running away from matter you see the great jagnwalk one does not love for the sake of the person but for the sake of the self here one does not love for the sake of the person but for the sake of the divine who would understand it that one can love the whole creation but not for any selfish interest but for the sake of the divine is this not thy answer to me so vaster love what is the answer that the divine gives her if thou wouldst learn how to love truly it is in this way that thou must love in the darkness and the inconscience now oh, this is a love which we have never heard of normally bhakta tries to go away from darkness to light every yoga is about that asadoma sadgamya tamasoma jyotirgamya mrityorma amritam gamya but here she has plunged herself into death and darkness so that there too she can love and by that love bring the divine consciousness into matter and into darkness isn't this what she does right up to the end 
of what we normally ordinarily and ignorantly call as the physical existence this is what she is doing even in the consciousness of the cells she enters the cells goes into the subconscious realm into death and there also she is awakening a spark of that divine love so she 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 understands this dimension if thou wouldst learn how to love truly it is in this way that thou must love in the darkness and the inconsciousness inconscience then she says oh my lord my sweet master thou knowest that i belong to thee and that always i will what thou dost will so she says yes if you want me to go into the sewers where there is dirt and the waste of the whole world and want to clean i will do that even when my hands get dirty this is the other aspect of love not to run out of life and this is another contra escapism normally even when we say that not escape from life we live in life but we lead a very sheltered isolated life where we do some special practices to remain inside in a state of well being in a state of joy of union with the divine the world is outside us still very much on the periphery but this is a absolutely unprecedented where she is plunging into the darkness knowing it is darkness not like people live in darkness and enjoy it because they think it is light she knows it is darkness and yet for the sake of love she is entering into the secret sewer drains of her nature into the subconscious realms into the inconscient even because if that is the command so be it but only one thing she asks that always i will what thou dost will but let not a doubt of what is thy will be born in me all that she asks is this is your will i will do it if you want me to fight the battle i'll do it if you want me to plunge into darkness and inconscience and love there i will do it if you want me to be tied to somebody who is an embodiment of darkness and falsehood i will do it because i will love thee in that person i will love thee in this whole creation what a wonderful anthem of love this is enlighten me in whatever way in the immutable peace of the heart how different it is from the traditional idea of love little bit of bhaj govindam bhaj govindam bhaj govindam mood mate punarapi janmam punarapi jan maranam punarapi janani jathare shainam this is hardly bhakti true bhakti is yes thousand times i will come back to earth till your work is done this what there is there in the bhagavat that i i want to come back it thousand times 10000 times till the end of the ages for thy work upon earth let me be submerged in darkness if it is necessary but let me at least know that it is thou who willest it all that she wants is that it should not be that because of some imperfections some ignorant attachment that i am with the darkness now we understand why as we were reading a life she married somebody and held on to that person because she wants to convert him many people just cut off that portion of mother's life no no let's not speak about it but that is the sign what kind of love she carried within her it was not a human being she had married it was an asura she knew he is an asura and still she wants to convert him now if she can pursue an asura who is an embodiment or a vibhuti of the lord of falsehood at least we ignorant stupid human beings we can 
make sure that how she would love us. So this is how one has to understand the events of the mother's life. That for that sake she descends into hell. So she says, let me be submerged in darkness, not just enter, submerged in darkness. If it is necessary, but let me at least know that it is thou who willest it. O Lord, in reply, I hear chant in my heart the hymn of the gladness of thy divine and permanent presence. Then one discovered the divine who is never veiled. See this wonderful prayer of Sri given to Champaklalji. In the night as in the day, be always with me. In sleep as in waking, let me feel in me thy presence. Let it grow in me, truth, consciousness and bliss, constantly and at all times. So this constantly and at all times is only possible when in all states of being, from the most material to the most spiritual, from the densest darkness to the brightest light, we are in that state of constant love for the divine, not complaining, grudging, stifling, suffocating, saying, what have you done, O Lord, sent me here, none of those things. A true bhakta is always surrendered and therefore he experiences the divine presence wherever he is. So we read this again. May 24th, 1914 O my sweet master, let me not be submerged by outer things. They have no interest, no savour for me. If I am busy with them, it is because it seems to me that such is thy will and that the work must be accomplished integrally. Down to the smallest details in action and in substance. But it is quite enough to turn our attention towards them and infuse thy forces into them as much as possible. We must not allow them to take precedence of the true realities in our consciousness. O oh, my sweet master, I aspire to thee, to the knowledge of what thou art, to identification with thee. I ask for a love increasing, growing ever pure, ever vaster, ever more intense, and I find myself as if submerged in matter. Is this thy reply? As thou hast thyself chosen to be submerged in matter, so as to awaken it little by little to consciousness, is this the result of a more perfect identification with thee? Is this not thy answer to me? If thou wouldst learn how to love truly, it is in this way that thou must love in the darkness and the inconscience. At another place he says, see here's a voice which says, that thou must learn how to die integrally. Even this idea of trying to understand is like a veil. Learn to die completely integrally vanish completely O oh, my Lord my sweet master thou knowest that I belong to thee and that always I will what thou dost will but let not a doubt of what is thy will be born in me 
enlighten me in whatever way in the immutable peace of the heart let me be submerged in darkness if it is necessary but let me at least know that it is thou who willest it o lord in reply i hear chant in my heart the hymn of the gladness of thy divine and permanent presence namaste